0: and Welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. And we are getting close to the end of this season, uh, including this one that I'm going to be reviewing. There's three episodes left to go. So the episode that I'm going to be reviewing here is Members Only. And this, I want to mention this right away. This is episode... 275, which means we're only 25 episodes away from 300, which means we will do a 300th episode uh, probably going to be next year. Uh, I want to say if I do my math right, and and I'll figure it out in another time, but I want to say it's going to be early next year, early 2024. When we'll hit the 300 episode mark So So the episode this week is Members only And it has been over a week Eight days Since Donald Trump has become The President-elect Of the United States How does South Park do all this? Well, we're going to tell you Right now, or I'm going to tell you Right now In this week's episode Members Only. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 16th, 2016. Our episode begins at Tom's Rhinoplasty. Hey, remember that? Remember Tom's Rhinoplasty? Yep, I do. So they're getting work on Mr. Garrison, you know, making him look mur- Daniel Trump like. And when Kaelin comes in, it's an homage to Empire Strikes Back, the scene where Darth Vader is getting his helmet put back on him, and we see that Mr. Garrison now has hair. Kinda like Donald Trump. So it's implying um in this scene that Donald Trump wears a wig can't say for sure that Donald Trump does wear a wig. I I can't say that for sure. But if you watch him do the ice bucket challenge from nine years ago, yes, he did participate in that. Uh, He did pour water on himself. And his hair stayed on. So you can either be like, okay, he doesn't wear a wig, or... It's just sewn on. So, now we're going to go to SpaceX. This is where Cartman and Heidi have gone at the end of the last episode. That is how the last episode ended. So, Heidi and Cartman, they want to get on this, you know, uh, rocket to Mars. Well, here's how the encounter went.
1: An understatement,
0: yes. Well, we'd like to go. We can't tolerate this world anymore, and we'd like to talk to whoever we can about getting to Mars as soon as possible, please.
1: Uh-huh. Take a number and join the others. What others?
0: What the fuck, dude?
1: A lot of people want to leave the planet. Right now.
0: Oh, goddammit is that share. <laughs> okay, I love the fact. That they make fun of Cher. Cher hasn't done anything um, music-wise in uh, almost 20 years at this time. Um, she's going to be in the second Mamma Mia movie. I just don't remember when the second one comes out. But I do remember it's going to be either in this time frame. Actually, you know what? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, Mom, No, not Mami. Mamma mia. Yeah, here we Okay, so 2018. So that movie's going to be in two years. And Cher's going to be in that movie. So, <laughs> okay, so now we know. So we go to the school. PC principal sitting at his desk and he's pissed. Don't know why. I'm going to assume probably because of the election or maybe because the boys and the girls are still divided. When, all of a sudden, uh, let's just say a former colleague of his returns.
1: Uh, sorry, PC Principal, but someone wants to speak with you? I told you to leave me alone, Mackie! I'm not in the mood! But, but, sir, the President-Elect is here. So sorry for the intrusion. You're not too busy, I hope. Uh, not at all. Please, uh... Have a seat, Mr. Garrison. Excuse me? Uh, Please have a seat, Mr. President. That's better, bitch. Certainly want to uh, congratulate you on the election. Do you remember the day you fired me, PC Principal? I know we've had some differences. Uh, I was upset because a bunch of immigrants were changing my class, and I believe your response was that I needed to go and learn their language, be more open-minded. I'm sorry that your position here at the school was terminated. Are you really? Are you really sorry? Because you see, PC Principal, you helped create me. You insisted that I was a bigot, that I was an intolerant relic left over from another time. But now, I'm your president. And if there's one thing I've learned, about becoming president it's that your penis can get really dry when all the skin on your penis is drying out from working so hard to get elected there's only one thing that can fix it isn't there saliva from a good friend who once doubted you I need you to fix my problem piece of principle. so that we can be even Stevens what do you say buddy
0: And you know what? Mr. Garrison brings up a very good point. It is because, if you really think about it, it is because of PC principle and what he did that Mr. Garrison even decided to run for president. So, because of what PC Principle did, Mr. Garrison ran for president and won the presidency. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting, like, sentence there. I, I thought that was so interesting when I watched this, how one thing, you know, one thing alt- could alter the to- the rest of South Park history. So meanwhile, um at a members uh only bar, we see the member berries and they get into their club and they meet up with an elder member berry who I guess we could kind of say is like the godfather of the member berries. And you know, they tell the leader that we did what we, you know, what you told us to do. And he's like that's good. And The election results went very well, but now there's one thing you have to do now. What is that thing? Well, we're going to find out in a couple of minutes. Meanwhile, Gerald, who is in the Troll Trace website, or not the Troll Trace website, but the Troll Trace headquarters stuck with the other um, trolls, is trying to get out. But they're like, dude, it's not happening. There's no way. And we find out the reason why this happened. So, we are told that in exchange for the trolls, Denmark promised the United States that they would not release the Troll Trace website out in the United States. However, this is going to go all over the world including the United States. And once it goes up online and everybody sees it, we're going to start wars. We're going to start fights. And people are just going to sing and dance because the truth has come out. And we, the people are going to be like us. They're going to be like Denmark. And now that I'm talking about this, it, and it just hit me, um, this thought. This reminds me of an episode of The Loud House that's going to come out uh, maybe a year or two after this episode, maybe even three years. So the episode um, is Lisa, the smart one, is tired of everybody lying. And she creates this system where it detects lies. And once it detects a lie, it forces the individual to tell the truth. The problem is it keeps going and going and going and then makes everybody mad. And it gets to the point where Lisa realizes, maybe I shouldn't have done this. And the only way to destroy it, the, the the machine, is for everyone to basically overload on their lies, and that is how the machine is destroyed. So, um, I, I so check it out if you ever if you ever watch The Loud House, or if you're interested in seeing The Loud House, that is an episode I would recommend. Um, I can't tell you the name of the episode right now, but that is something that popped in my head that maybe you guys should check out so now gerald realizes okay i you know we're stuck so he asks the troll trace group can i call somebody so they give him his, they give him the phone so he calls one person ike he calls ike and he tells Ike, okay, you need to do something for me, buddy. You need to do something for me. You need to go onto the message board, the school message board, and put in S. Skank, Skank Hunt 42.' And the trolls are like, really, dude? You're going to let your kid take the fall for this? And Gerald's reasoning is, why not? They're not going to do anything to kids. All they're going to do is just give them a slab on the wrist. So, he's teaching Ike how to, you know, what what words to put on the message board and to do the, the cutout of the women and the penis in their mouth. Well, Sheila catches Ike doing it. And Gerald is off FaceTime instantly. So now, Sheila thinks. Ike is the one who is behind this. She thinks Ike is the one who has been behind this this whole time. So she gets a call from Gerald. Sheila tells Gerald what happened. And he asks her to put Ike on the phone. So Ike gets put on the phone. He looks pissed. I mean pissed off. And Gerald's like, Hey, you're doing great, buddy. You know, you just keep playing. Just pretend that like you're going to cry, like I'm yelling at you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it up to you someday. I could have killed him if he was right there. And remember, Ike kind of knew many episodes ago that Gerald was the one. He kind of knew he was the one, but didn't really say anything. So, because of this, Ike has to take the fall. And Sheila is going crazy. She asks Gerald to come back home. And then they'll punish Ike together when he comes back. What will happen with Ike? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Meanwhile, Mr. Garrison returns to the grocery store. And he starts to talk to different people. Saying, huh, you know... You guys didn't really like me. And now I'm the president. And he's going after different people. And then he goes after one of the grocery workers. And he tells him how, You wouldn't let me double bag my groceries. Well, I got something you can double bag. My dick. And then Mr. Garrison gets a call from the Pentagon saying that he needs to get there right away. It is urgent. So while that's going on, the Member Berries roll into the White House. And I mean they roll into the White House. And they roll into the Oval Office. And the Member Berries have taken complete control of the White House. Although it's kind of weird, and I'm only saying this because it's true, when the President-elect wins the, the election. He doesn't get the Oval Office right away. He doesn't go in right away. The president, the the existing president, or the current president at the time, stays until, you know, that date. January 20th, 21st. And then the new president comes in. But I'm, I'm not going to get into that. So now, Cartman and Heidi are in the waiting room. They're waiting to get on this rocket ship when all of a sudden here comes butters and it's like but butters what are you doing here and butters tells cartman and heidi i've seen the light i have changed my ways the girls are pissed off we're in serious trouble And we need to leave. And, you know, Cartman starts to get jealous because of what, you know, is going on. Cartman thinks Butters is trying to take Heidi from him when we know that is not true at all. And then a little later, they get into this conversation about how... You know, there are women that are funny. The movie 9 to 5 is brought up. And I've seen that movie. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the movie, but there are some good moments in the movie. One, of my, I think one of my favorite scenes is when each of the three ladies, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton, and Jane Fonda, they have this dream, this fantasy of, you know, doing something to their boss and Lily Tomlins is the best one I thought she's dressed up as Snow White and it's just really funny and you got the cartoon animals; it's a really funny scene and then when they're in the hospital that's another funny scene I mean I'll say it's a good movie I don't think I would ever need to see it again in my life but it's a good movie I, I will say that it's a good movie um And, of course, it has one of Dolly Parton's biggest songs ever, 9 to 5, which, I mean, I think everyone that is over a certain age at some point in time has heard the song 9 to 5. So they keep going, you know, Butters and Heidi keep going about, you know, other female comedians. Carol Burnett was also, you know, is very funny. Mary Tyler Moore is another one. I, I, and I and I thought about the women of SNL. I mean, you got you had Gilda Radner, Lorraine Newman, um, Jan Hooks, Nora Dunn, Anna Gasteyer, Maya Rudolph, Sherry O'Terry, Molly Shannon. You know there have been funny women throughout history. Jane Newman. That's the one who I was trying to is it no Lorraine Newman? Oh my God! Who's the third? Ah, I'm trying to remember. Who the third one is? Cause it was three. Oh God, the I could see her face I'm, as soon as I see the name, I'm gonna be like, oh, Jane Curtin, that's who it is. Jane Curtin, she was good too. They were, yeah, they were all good. So, and then Carpenter's like, well, you know, I, I, if I gave me Schumer, you know, whenever she ever, whenever she talks about her vagina, I, you know, I laugh. <laughs> so. Mr. Garrison then gets to the Pentagon. And he is given everything. Books. Bombs. Keys. Folders. Everything. And then he gets into where this current situation is going on. With the Danish and Troll Trace. The boards are just lighting up. It's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So they're telling Mr. Garrison that, you know, they have this plan to put, you know, different naval ships at different parts of the world and how this country's threatening this country and we're threatening this country and how we're going to make a pinky promise with this country if they pinky promise this thing. And. You know, at one point, they even mentioned, you know, we, we, we got to communicate with Russia. And Garrison's like, I want to communicate with Russia. And then we get this scene of Putin in, in, in his office. And they're having a conversation. And it's like, you know, what are we going to do if my girlfriend finds out we're screwed? And then he gets a phone call from the Oval Office He thinks it's Mr. Garrison. Instead, it's the member berries. And they're talking to him, and he gets pissed off. So now, Cartman and Heidi and Butters and Cher, by the way, I want to mention Cher does this. They get the SpaceX tour. And who does the tour? Elon Musk. The real Elon Musk. <laughs> so remember, uh, season 18 of South Park, the episode "Handycar." They had done a parody of Elon Musk, and they did, you know, and they did the the wacky races. That episode is in the archives. You guys can check it out. But this time, they get the real deal. They get Elon Musk on the show to voice himself. So when Elon Musk was popular, uh, (laughs) I know, he's not popular anymore, but he was popular at one point. Uh, Elon Musk is going to be 52 years old at the time this episode airs. Because I'm recording this episode about a week before his actual birthday, but He's going to be fifty-two by the time this episode airs. Uh, he is a business magnate, you know, he's a business uh, businessman and an investor. He is the founder, CEO, and chief engineer of SpaceX, angel investor, CEO, and product architect of Tesla Incorporated, the owner, CTO, and chairman of Twitter, founder of the Boring Company and X co-founder of Neuralink and OpenAI, and president of the philanthropic Musk Foundation. According to Bloomberg Billionaires Index and Forbes Real-Time Billionaires, Musk is the wealthiest person in the world, primarily from his ownership stakes in Tesla and SpaceX, with an estimated worth of around $225 billion, according to Bloomberg, and $235 billion, according to Forbes. So he is a rich, rich man. It's safe to say that his kids, his grandkids, his great grandkids, his great great grandkids, etc., 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 are going to be financially secure for a long time. And I want to say this because, you know, he, he now owns Twitter or he's owned Twitter for a little while. I remember when the news came out that he bought Twitter. Everyone was like, Twitter's done. Twitter's going to be gone by the end of this year. You know, Elon Musk is going to change all of this, blah, 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 blah. The celebrities are like, I don't want to pay for a blue check mark. I'm done. And my thought was, okay, honestly, I only use Twitter to promote my podcasts, this being one of them. So as far as I'm concerned, as long as Elon Musk does his business, I'm going to keep using Twitter. I was never one of those people that was like, I'm done with Twitter. I mean, cel- see, I could go on a tirade right now. I could go on a rant saying how celebrities are so stuck up that they won't pay a month or whatever it is For a freaking check mark You can afford that shit You hear me? You assholes can't afford the blue check marks Give me a break But anyway We're in the summer of 2023 And Twitter is still up Twitter is still up It is alive, it is breathing So now back to uh, Elon Musk giving a tour. So he's showing everyone the different things. And, you know, he shows them the Mars rocket ship. And that's the end of the tour. And people are disappointed. They're like, wait, I thought we were going on the rocket. And he's like, no, we don't, you know, we're not ready for that. It would have to take us at least ten more years, eight at the earliest, and the people are disappointed. And he's like, you know, this really this takes really smart people, really, you know, hardworking people to do this. And Butters is like, did you say really smart? Because Heidi is really smart. And Elon takes a look and he's like how smart! Meanwhile, um, Mr. Garrison gets a call from England, and he's speaking to Boris Johnson, and he's giving Mr. Garrison one advice, just one advice. Don't eat the memberries. Don't eat the memberries. Huh? Don't eat the memberries. And Mr. Garrison thinks that this is a prank call and he hangs up. And Boris Johnson's like, it's too late. They've eaten the Memberries. Oh no, they've eaten the Memberries. Meanwhile, back in the White House, the Memberries are having a celebration with a band of Memberries playing Africa by Toto. When the godfather of the Memberries comes in and he goes into the Oval Office. And he's on the desk, and he sees his, you know, top Membury's there. And he asks them, who's in charge of this? And they're like, oh, I'm he's in charge. No, I think he's in charge. I think he's in charge. So the Godfather memberry shoots one of them. And he's like, I'm in charge. And then he tells them to bring back the real stormtroopers. Okay. Then we get to this final scene. Kyle comes home. He sees Ike in the corner, in a timeout corner. Sheila tells Kyle, Ike is the troll. Ike is the troll. She can't believe it. Won't even let Kyle talk to Ike. She leaves, and then Kyle's like, Why'd you do it, Ike? Do you know what you've done? You've caused. Chaos. The boys are going against the girls. And as he's talking, he stops. And then he goes back to what Heidi said about when he when she was doing the whole investigation of trying to figure out who is ScanCon 42 and the different emojis. And she said, It's not a student. It's an adult. It's a you know it's an adult. And He keeps going back and back, and he realizes it's not Ike. He finally, well, it didn't last long, but he realizes it's not Ike. So he takes Ike, runs out of the house. Where they're going, we don't know. Sheila sees this. And she screams at the top of her lungs. And that is the end of Members Only. I will say this with with this episode. This episode has a really good start. I mean, a real good start. Like The first five minutes of this episode are really good. But after that, I just really couldn't get into this episode. I just couldn't. Like I said, I think the first five minutes are good. I really do. But after that, it just... I, I don't know. it just falls apart. I think part of it is the fact that they're still recovering. From the fact that they have had to change everything from the election. And this was what I was talking about a few weeks ago. I was talking about at what point in this season are we going to see the effects of the election and what they've done to this season. The first effect was probably the midway point then you had the election in this episode is the final domino that falls this is the final domino that falls because you could tell as much as Trey and Matt want to make this a good episode and believe me they do it just fall I feel like it falls apart. Because now, you have, you only had like one scene of the Danish. That was it. You only had one scene. You have, you know, Mr. Garrison getting all the stuff, that's fine. You have the member berries getting a lot of time in this episode, and the whole thing with Ike. I think what really hurts this episode for me... Is probably SpaceX. Because it's it starts as Heidi and Cartman and then Butters comes in. And it's I'm I'm not saying you know Butters didn't need to be involved. He does. But it's like the anticipation of the whole spaceship and all that. And I don't know. I just. I feel like this kind of flopped at the end, especially the last 15 minutes or so of this episode. I'm going... But you see, it's those first five minutes. If those five minutes are not good, I'm probably giving this a very low rating. I'm going to give this a five. I'm going to give this a five. You could tell the effect of the results of the presidential election have hit the studio and it it feels like with this, they're kind of scrambling to figure out what they need to do. I, I feel like it. So this is the this is the episode that shows it to me that they had to scramble just to get a story together. And when you're so close, To the end of the season. You're so close to the end of the season. And you're like. Hillary's winning this. Hillary's winning this election. There's no way Trump's winning it. And then he does win it. And it's like. Your whole arc. Your whole season. Is scrapped. It's done. You can't recover from it. And what also hurts. This season. Real, you know, looking at the dates and all that stuff, there's not going to be another episode for two weeks because the next week, that following Wednesday, is Thanksgiving Eve. So while they do have the additional week, which does help everybody, now you're into the holiday season because your next episode's not airing till November 30th. So you have The election, Thanksgiving, and you have to finish this season. You have to finish this season, but you don't know how is the best way to go with it. That's the best way I would put it. I'm giving this a five. Um, It's a high five. Don't give yourself... Well, you could give yourself a high five. But anyway... um, (laughs) It's a high five, but it, I think a five is the best score for this episode. But that's just me. All right, let's take a look at the reception of this episode. Jesse Shadeen of IGN gave this an 8.5 out of 10 and stated that he enjoyed how the episode cleverly built on recent political events as it shed more light on the member berries and their true horrifying plan for mankind. Jeremy Lambert of 411 Mania gave it a 6.5 out of 10 and noted something just feels a bit off from the start of the season to now. Dan Caffrey of the AV Club gave this an A- and stated that the story will definitely, definitely result in some great, if very, very dark episodes of South Park in the future. Jeremy Lambert hit it right on the head it just felt a bit off from the start of the season to this point in time. All right, let's go to IMDb, see what they thought of this episode. Over 1,900 people have given us a rating, and the IMDb rating is a 7.4 out of 10. I'm surprised with this rating. 491 people gave it a 7. 463 people gave it an 8. 75 people gave it a 5. That's the score I'm going to be giving this episode. Uh, 237 people gave it a 10. And 96 people gave it a 1. So now, once I put my rating in... There we go. Uh, Let's check out the user reviews of this episode. And Okay, I'm going to start with someone that we usually have read a lot of this season and then we'll get to this new person. Uh, This is from Eric Stevenson who wrote, It's simply amazing how they always manage to have more going on in new episodes and they always have new plot twists. I admit I was eager to find out how Cartman and his girlfriend would get into space. Well, it turned out to be a realistic representation. We get to see more of the member berries and we get to see an army of them invade the White House. I love how we are introduced to new Berries that have much more distinct appearances. It's nice that Kyle is figuring out what's going on. I actually think the second Zeitgeist movie talked about those trains. Never seen them. Then again, it wasn't much of a revelation. Again, it makes me eager for the next episode. For those of you who might not get the reference, Stormtrooper was a kind of German soldier who fought in World War I. Yeah, I thought it was something to do with World War II, but you can understand my mistake. It's nice to see Mr. Garrison as Donald Trump take charge. This really does make sense within the South Park universe. Well, as much sense as Donald Trump becoming president in real life. Is the twist, perhaps, that Cartman's girlfriend is an ad? Oh no, please, don't even... No, don't even give that thought. <laughs> Please, no. All right. Um. So this other review is from Rhinus-Ozolkaja, who wrote, and, and I'm looking at this. It doesn't look like there are any spoilers, so I think we're going to be fine here. I watched all South Park seasons in the last few months. About two weeks ago, I got till the 20th season. So yeah, every next episode I watched, I got more and more disappointed and later angry. So here are a few reasons why, in my opinion, this season is trash. Number one, constant politics. It is okay for a fully political episode to happen now and then but the whole season is one big shit politics episode. No more butters just goofing around, friends hanging around and doing stuff and so on. This season, it's all related to politics. Number two, political meanings are terrible. I've always liked the fact that South Park makes fun of people who are both leftists and rightists. I'm not sure if rightists is a word. Anyway, But here, it's just constant goddamn Trump bashing. In every episode, it would be at least somewhat better if the jokes about Trump would have any truth. But the meanings they hide under are just ridiculously inaccurate and stupid. If you are not a totally biased Trump protester without any critical thinking, then you will see what I'm talking about. I'm not even just talking about Trump. The other things they try to put so much meaning in, like member berries, trolls, and others, are just pathetic and cringeworthy. And three, the writing is worse than in any of the previous seasons. You can clearly see that they weren't expecting Trump to win, so they had to connect the already senseless meanings of the season with the unexpected outcome of the election. Many of the jokes start reminding Family Guy. And in all honesty, Family Guy's new season is much better than South Park's. All in all, I never thought I could be so disappointed with South Park. I hope they will drop this season-long political plots with terrible meanings and weak jokes. And I hope they won't start translating their series on CNN. Okay, so I want to talk about one one of the things that... uh. this user mentioned about doing a fully political episode now and then. Family Guy did one or two, actually, with the the end of the first one leading to the second part of of Donald Trump. That was fine. That was good. Had no problem with it. Simpsons, on the other hand, it just seemed like for four long years... Every single chance they got would bash Trump. It was at times where, honestly, the show was unbearable to watch. And I know some of you are probably thinking, wait, you still watched Simpsons episodes? Yes, I did. But when you say the same shit over and over and over again, it loses meaning shows lose meaning i mean 2020 they did a video they put up on twitter of marge simpson convincing people to vote for joe biden that's how bad it got that's how bad it got and then you got lisa simpson who when you watch back in time is the biggest bitch on the show. She doesn't start that way, but in due time, she ends up becoming the biggest bitch on the show. And she is so far left, it is unbelievable. You don't believe me? Watch the episodes. Watch the Sims. Watch if you're willing to do it. Watch from the very beginning. Go all the way through just watch. And then you can not only can you point out where Lisa starts to become a bitch, but you can also point out okay, they made fun of Bush. George Bush made fun of Bill Clinton, he made fun of George W, even made fun of Barack Obama. They did. If you you have to watch the 2012, you know, Treehouse of Horror special. They make fun of Barack Obama. But it's like with Trump They never let go. It's like Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live never got off the gas pedal, and it got very tiring for me. So I definitely see the point here. The thing with South Park is, and this is why they're going to get an an exemption from me, they can do that. They've always been the type of show from day one Where they will talk about any topic. And they do a lot of political episodes. Simpsons does not do a lot of political episodes. Family Guy does not do a lot of political episodes. But when Family Guy does it. It means something. When the Simpsons did it. Every once in a while. It meant something. Now it doesn't mean anything anymore to me. So as far as I'm concerned. Mann and Trey get a pass because they know how to handle talking about political stuff. Do I think it was a good idea to, you know, I mean, honestly, if Clinton, if Hillary Clinton wins this seat, this election, we're not having this conversation right now. We're not having this conversation. We really aren't. And I, I, and, I and I'll use an example. I want to go back to episode two of this season. The second episode of this season, Skank Hunt, there was only one scene, one mention of the election, only one, just one. And it was very, very minuscule. So when Matt and Trey do something like that, where they do a political based episode, they do it really well. It just so happened that this season went off the rails because of the election that it ends up being where the whole season, according to this individual, feels that the whole season is about politics. That's the only reason, I think. So, there we go. All right, you guys can follow the show on Twitter at Sharks Pond 97. You could join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come out, future South Park episodes. And don't forget to check out our friends at Suck My Balls, a South Park podcast, where, or South Park review, where they review classic South Park episodes. Okay, next time around... We're almost there. They've had their week off for Thanksgiving. Let's see how they rebound from this episode. Because the next episode is not funny. No, that's that's the name of the episode. Not funny. It's not I, I'm saying I mean there it may be funny, but the title of the episode is not funny. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all next time.